What's going on, everybody? Yeah, I'm probably a day late, but I'm here. Jerome says word. And this is another edition of Word on Wrestling. And uh, I mean, unless you've been under a rock, I'm pretty sure you know what happened on Friday. That's probably the biggest talk in wrestling right now. Um, There's there's no way to avoid it. You know what I'm saying? Um, Vince McMahon. You're retired. Never thought I would see the day, man. Like, and I, I, I definitely didn't see it g- going down the way it went down. Like, man, uh, whoo. I'm not sure what's going to come of the investigation once it's fully done, said and done. I'm not sure, like, if he's going to end up in a Harvey Weinstein type of situation where, you know, there's, you know, he got to go to court and got to face that jail time. Or, I mean, him at his age, obviously, when you look at, like, like Bill Cosby, uh, Harvey Weinstein, like, I don't know what type of punishment he's going to get outside of, no longer being, uh, excuse me, no longer being active in an active role with World Wrestling Entertainment. Like I know as of right now, he still owns the company in some capacity. Like he, he still has the stocks and things of that nature where he's like the majority owner. But as far as like any type of from what I'm gathering with him retiring from all of his roles, uh, as far as like he, he gave up the CEO seat, he gave up the chairman seat. Uh, he's no longer, uh, gonna be involved in creative or from what I can tell, we're not gonna see him on our televisions as an active on, on air personality or character or, or however you want to put it. Like Vince McMahon is legitimately gone from WWE. Now there's a pay-per-view that I want to talk about from last night, which I got some good vibes about it and I got some bad vibes about it. None of which is anything to do with what happened inside the ring. It's kind of how the show came together and just the overall execution of trying to bring a separate uh a separate company up but that company um is still tied to your main company your main money maker so you know ring of honor i still feel is in a tough spot but i feel last night they put on the type of show that could potentially get them from out from under all elite wrestling, even with Tony Khan at the head of both companies. Uh, but yeah, like in that, that tweet he sent out was stupid, by the way, didn't made zero sense. Obviously we don't know. We really haven't seen who the other CEOs are within a lot of these other uh, wrestling companies. And he didn't put it as a caveat as major television or anything like that. 
Uh, like I really don't want to give that light. I kind of already tweeted him. He obviously ignored me because I'm me. So <laughs> either I get ignored or blocked. There's really no other way around it. Like, um, the people that engage with me engage with me on Twitter and, and they know who they are. So salutes to them. But I don't know. Some people are kind of, you know, either, either they'll either ignore it or they'll block without any type of, you know what I'm saying? Any type of dialogue is like, if you block me after we have some dialogue, all well and good. Like, okay, well, did I go too far? I don't know. Or maybe it just was one of those things of agree to disagree. I don't want to see you on my timeline. All right, you blocked. Or I don't want you reading my tweets. You blocked. So, I mean, if it's something like that, then cool. All right, you blocked me. We have a different of opinion. You don't have to see my tweets. I don't have to see your tweets. I mean, if I can, if I want to go see your tweets, I can. Like, but I mean, what's the point? At that, at that point. So that, that's the way I look at it. Like I might still see your tweets on, on like a different account and it's just like, all right, whatever. But like I make it a point that, that if you block me, I'm not going to be too concerned with, with actively trying to see what you tweet. Unless people tweet you onto my timeline and then I'm like, okay, well. <laughs> What did they say? Like, did they say something that's like adding to the conversation? Because I know I was ready to jump on and do a pod Friday. I was at work when I seen the news right before I left work. Uh, it kind of, you know, was a slow toward the end of the day. And it's kind of like, all right, man, I'm, I'm just going to ride out, going to ride this clock. For this last hour or so, you know, go scroll through and the tweet is right there. Like, I think somebody retweeted it because I don't follow Vince McMahon if, if, uh, unless, you know, unless I followed him on a whim one time when he popped up with a tweet. But I'm pretty sure somebody retweeted his tweet onto my timeline. And I think I saw another tweet that was saying uh, Vince McMahon retired. And I'm kind of like just looking at it like, yo, did he get hacked? Is this a real tweet? Is this a, a parody account? And then you kind of take a look and you see the, the verified check. And then you see more and more outlets pick it up like ESPN picked it up and a lot of other major news outlets picked it up. And it's like, and then the, you see the WWE account, you know, puts out their tweet and things of that nature. And it's just like, yo, this is actually happening. Now, a lot of people wanted Vince McMahon out of control of, you know, WWE for various reasons. It's the same with any type of company or any type of uh, entertainment field or sports team where there's an owner or somebody that runs, which I think what they call it in the NFL, they call them governors because they're trying to take the stigmatism of the word owner away. But then they still call them owners. So it, it, it makes zero sense. Like, I don't remember if it's the NBA or the NFL, but they tr they call the they call the owner of the team a governor. They call them the governor or something like that now, which makes zero sense to me. It's like, do they or do they not own this team? 
do I not own this phone? <laughs> like I, I, I paid off the phone, didn't I? So don't I, I own the phone. I'm not the governor of the phone. Like I own the phone. Like you, you probably, you don't, you know, you don't own the players. You, you pay the players for their service. Like I'm not the owner of, of this quarterback or this point guard or this pitcher or this goalie. You know what I'm saying? But I own this team. I will pay you because I feel that you can be a vital part of this team. So it's just like a lot of people didn't agree with how he ran this company. But that's not a reason to want him out. Like now when they do certain things like a Don Sterling or like a Vince McMahon just now. Or uh, who's in who's in some hot water right now? Uh, uh, Snyder for the for the for the for the uh, Washington Washington Commanders. I know Mark Cuban, which <laughs> and I'm tampering charges are bogus, by the way. But he had the whole situation down with the Dallas Mavericks, which he still owns the team. But and I don't know if he was specifically involved. But there was a lot of shenanigans going on down there within their offices. And then, like I said, obviously, Don Sterling. Um, I forgot the lady's name, but she was running the red, the Cincinnati Reds. Um, I believe it was around the time Pete Rose was managing and Pete Rose got into his gambling thing. But they made a big thing of that. But the biggest thing coming out of that era for the Reds, besides them winning winning the um, winning the World Series, I think they might have won. It, I think they might have won it twice. I don't remember if Pete Rose was still managing them, but I do remember them winning it twice. And they had the they had like that bad like I forgot the name of what they called them, but like they were like the bad boys of the bullpen or whatever, you know like a whole thing where I, th- I believe it was, I know Rob Dibble was one of the pitchers and, you know, they just had that, you know, it was what it was, but up inside the owner's box, you know, that lady, that lady was big, big controversial. And I believe they eventually got her out. And it's like, I feel like it's consolation prize and I, and that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to about probably going to be about to happen events. Um, he's going to get a bag of money the same way Don Sterling got a bag of money for the Clippers, the same way the lady that ran the Reds got a bag of money for the, for, for, uh, for the Cincinnati Reds. And, 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 and people are, they, they're going to move on. They're going to take their bag of money. They're going to move on. I don't know what they did after that, after, after that. And I don't know what Vince is going to do after this. Obviously, the XFL has been sold. So I don't foresee him venturing off trying to create another football league or anything like that. I don't know. Maybe he tries to do his uh, bodybuilding again. Like I remember he he had the, the world the World Bodybuilding Federation, which he went and got Lex Luger for that at one point. And obviously, when that didn't work, he tried to. You know, he brought Lex Luger back over into the rest, back into the wrestling aspect of, of things. Like, cause, I mean, so I don't know. I don't know what Vince is going to do, but I mean, it was high time for him to go, especially once all this came about. 
And I, I mean, it just, it's just one of them deals. It's like when somebody has done something for so long and this is their, this, it, it, that, that was Vince's baby. Like, so you can't critique him as far as without this, with all of this aside. And obviously, like any other, like I know he had the whole steroid thing. He said the N word on on pay per view, which WWE scrubbed it from their um, they scrubbed it from their ar- archives. But obviously, it's still around. Like if you go on YouTube and stuff like that, and it's crazy though because the amount of people that have said the N word or said some wild stuff, and people kind of. Sweep it under the rug. Oh, that was X amount of years ago. Oh, this was such and such and such a time ago. And accountability isn't taken. Or like they'll say, oh, they, they already apologized for it. Like, I don't know if Vince specifically came out with a statement in regards to, in regards to that situation. But I know WWE, they had took it off the network before they even got the Peacock because I did, I forgot it happened, honestly. Like, I didn't remember it until, like, people pointed it out because I, I guess something had – I think it was around the time Sammy Trashvera, Trashy Trashy Trashvera, um, you know, his comments from a from a podcast came to light. And then everybody all of a sudden brought up the Vince stuff about him saying the n-word like i believe he said it to john cena and then you know he walks by uh booker t and then booker t does his tell me he tell me he didn't say that like 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 that was like one of his catchphrases tell me you know but you know so vince could have been out of here a long time ago all all things considered but transgressions got you know Whatever slaps on the wrist or got forgiven or forgive and don't forget or, you know, people forgot about it. A lot of other things happened and it's just like he's not there anymore. And everybody right now, it's like, okay, let's get it popping. It's going to be change. It's going to be X, Y, Z. But I feel it's going to be gradual. Like Stephanie and, and, and Paul, uh, Triple H, Nick Khan, they're not going to just overnight say, hey, these are the people that Vince McMahon was pushing and let's get them out the paint and put our favorites, the people that we like, the talent that we like, prop them back up. No, it's going to be it's, it's, it's going to be. It's going to be a process. It's going to be steps to it. It's going to, it's going to transition. It has to transition. It has to be a seamless transition. It can't be one of those situations like where WCW, they tried to strip everybody of the belts and then they call themselves having tournaments for all the belts again to crown new champions. It was like there was no plausible explanation besides, Hey, we're new here. We're taking over. We're going to start from scratch. Like, no, you, you really didn't need to start from scratch. All you had to do was find new contenders, the people that you wanted to have the belts, 
build them to be in position, whether you do with an overnight thing of, oh, this person won a battle royal or they won a tournament or you can do the long game and just build that person up to be the person to come and take the title. So don't expect anything crazy like that to happen. Like definitely there was the talk of, you know, Brock walking out and people were saying, uh, yo, is commentary going to have the same energy that they had for Sasha and Naomi? And my answer was no, they probably won't. And it's not because Brock is Brock. It's not because Brock is a burly white man. It's not because Sasha and Naomi are a beautiful, intelligent, physical, athletic, talented black women that only wanted to do right by the role that they were given as the tag team champions. Like, hey, you giving us this ball to run with, we want to run with it. You you wanna you wanna you wanna flaunt us out as the first African American uh women's tag team champions, but then you wanna flip the script and you want us to lose to you want us to lose singles singles matches. Yeah, they're singles titles matches, but you you putting the tag titles on the back burner. So that's a whole nother thing in and in of itself. It'll be interesting to see how long, when, if, you know, either either one or both of those ladies uh return back to the re- return back to the company. And and like my whole thing was, hey, I, I believe Vince was the one that made the call for them to talk about them in, in, in such a way that 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 uh, that people felt was disrespectful. Um, like Michael Cole or I, I don't I don't I don't recall if McAfee was fully on board with it if, if he said anything because the main the main thing that I heard was about Cole um talking about uh you know Sasha and Naomi uh, about them about them walking out um and getting suspended and things of that nature. So like I don't remember if 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 McAfee was in on that as well or, or not. because um, I really never really heard like the at, and during the aftermath of all that, I, I only really recall people saying Cole, um, which, by the way, I still need to go back and, and watch SmackDown just to get the because I was I was watching it. But obviously the whole Vince stuff. So now that, you know, 48 hours or close to four, two days, close to 48 hours has have passed. I can I can go back and revisit. Um, go back and revisit the show. But, you know, Brock walked out and whatever they did to 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 accommodate him for like they weren't able to accommodate Sasha and Naomi. So Sasha and Naomi walked out. That's the way I look at it. Like they went and did what they had to do for them. Uh, Brock Lesnar went to walk out, whatever they did back in, in the back or however they got it to happen. Brock agreed to some type of terms and, and came back and, and, and did the show. So you can't fault uh, Sasha and Naomi, and, and, and Naomi for or Mercedes and Trinity for walking out and staying out. Obviously, you 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 you, you feel a way about the suspension, but you can't be mad about the suspension. I mean, they. They they walked out. It's consequences. So I'm not gonna, I'm not mad about them walking out. I'm not mad about them getting suspended. The one thing I'm mad about is that they were given a role within the company and they wanted to do this role to the utmost. But then the company doesn't want them, doesn't want to utilize them in the role that they gave them. So that's where the beef is. So 
I mean, it's just, I mean, like she was, she just finished main eventing WrestleMania last year. Uh, Sasha, uh, Mercedes. And then you had Trinity, um, Naomi have a huge return at the Royal Rumble that had black celebs all across, you know, on social media wanting to know who this woman is. You, you, it's like there, there are times where WWE just refuses at least under Vince McMahon, I'm going to shoot Stephanie and, and everybody else some bail. Um, Stephanie, Triple H, you know, you could talk about Triple H, how how he booked himself when he was an active participant against, you know, the likes of Booker T and, 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 and Chris Jericho, like however you felt about, however you felt about the situation with his feud with Kane and the whole Katie Vick of it. Like, it is what it is. It's just like, yo, Look at them in the roles in the roles that they have now, with no Vince McMahon at the, at the top. Granted, he's still the owner for now until they drop that bag on him. They're gonna drop that bag on him. They're gonna tell him, "Yo, go get your, you know, go get your mansion. Go get, you go get your your land, your isolated space, wherever you wherever you want to get it within within the United States, or or if you want to go live on a." Live, go go buy your own island somewhere and go chill over there, and you can still watch the product. We'll give you a free we'll we'll give you a, a, a free company uh, subscription uh, to Peacock and, uh, and and Hulu and USA Network and Fox, and you can watch the product to your heart's content wherever wherever you wherever you decide to go. Until like if there's any type of legal um like as far as sentencing and things of that nature if it if it gets to that point um but like that's the way i look at it like there's going to be certain talents that will probably like a lot of the people that you probably saw in nxt that left like i mean i i feel like you'll see those those talents come back depending on how they feel where they're at right now between the impacts and the AWs and the ROHs of, of of you know and 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 the independence you know 5 years is 2022 right now that's 2027 i figure a lot of them still have enough in the tank to where to where they can get they can make it to 2027 to make a return to WWE uh, to what I think WrestleMania 50 would be what because we about we we were uh WrestleMania uh 39 is next year so 40 would be 24 so what 50 would be 34 and then you figure five years 27 yeah I think they can come in and make it possibly potentially make it to WrestleMania 50 or WrestleMania 45 however it shakes out um. It just depends on what AEW is doing. It depends on what Impact is doing, what New Japan is doing, what a lot of these other companies are doing. Uh, what uh, see if 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 GCW has a bigger platform at that time. Um, like there really is no way to really is 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 no real way to 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 really to really wrap everything up in a nice little bow. The fact of the matter is Vince McMahon is gone. He's he's still the owner. A lot of people was 
wanting other harm to come his way. And, and, and I'm not personally involved in any situations to where I would feel like harm has to come to him. Now, if it's like, like I said before, like, hey, if this is beyond him just cheating on his wife, because obviously she wasn't speaking up about the whole, about everything that was going on. So it was like, well, if it was something, be like I said, the sexual harassments, the coercion, sexual assault, you know, the big R word and, you know, things of that nature. Like if he was like in a, a in a, if this is a me, a me too speaking out hashtag type of situation, then the law has to handle him the same way the law handled a lot of these other guys. The law and the job has to handle him the way a lot of the jobs and, 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 and companies handle people that were in those situations. Like, some of them didn't do what they probably should have done, but the people that did get punished got punished. So, and there's a lot of people still running around that's avoiding getting punished. So, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure if you know, you know, uh, like there's people that fled the country because they didn't want to be dealing with any type of ramifications. And that goes for the, the white people in power. That goes for the black people in power and all other races and, and nationalities mixed in there as well that we may have heard about or may not have heard about. I just know about the names that I heard about and I heard the, the serious conversations about it and I heard the jokes about it. Like, oh, this person is over here on the island chilling because they can't extradite them back because that is not a is not a country or island that that extradites back to America. Like America doesn't have for whatever reasons, they don't have a way to get this person back to the States. And we all know who that person is. If, if you're if you're a huge fan of hip hop and we'll just leave it at that. Obviously, we had the big one. um as far as getting sentenced, which I don't know how that all that all shook out to where he got out, was Bill Cosby. Then obviously we had Harvey Weinstein. Whatever type of thing went down with him went down with him. And then you had you know that 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 the singer. We all know who the singer is. He got his his sentencing. So we will see how much we'll see how much coverage the rest of the Vince story gets beyond him retiring. And, and we'll we, and, and we'll definitely have to look to see how, how much change happens within WWE in terms of who's still going to who's at the top, who, who gets TV time, what type of talent comes in, what type of talent goes out. How they handle releases? How do they handle honoring contracts? Which I mean, releases like us, like I've always looked at it, is no different than a company laying somebody off. Obviously, you get your you, you get your um, like their their ninety day non compete typically comes with them getting paid out the rest of their money, and it's like 
or if if not the rest of the full contract or whatever the downside guarantee is, they at least get paid for the, for those ninety days, which is why they which is why they they which which is why they have that non compete clause because it's like hey, yeah, you're not working for us anymore, but for these ninety days, we're we're paying you for these ninety days, so why would you want to go out and, 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 and work during that time? Now, obviously you want to make sure that you're in shape. You want to be able to, um, you want to be able to, uh, be in a position to get another job at the end of the, at the end of the 90 days, as far as wrestling, if, if you want to, um, continue wrestling, but he's not stopping you from going to get paid. Like, so that that's that's that 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 was always the one thing with me. It was just like like my my initial feelings when it's somebody that whether or not I like the person when they got released, it just was like, damn, like shoot, it's no different than if if I lost my job and had to get unemployment or got you know, God forbid, got laid off and got whatever type of severance package I would get, and then it's like, okay, I know at some point I'm gonna need to go back and get an income. So with WWE was like the main as far as I mean, because it happens in the NFL and M- MLB, NBA, NHL, you know, it happens. It happens there, too. You know, they they draft new players every year. Every year they 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 make trade, they trade players, they sign they sign guys as free agents and then they might look at their roster and they see this guy has 2 3 years left on their deal and they go to that person they they they, they if they want to keep the person they'll go to the person like hey look we might we need to renegotiate a lot of times on the other side the players do the same thing like yo I'm a hold out I need more money I'm doing a lot for this I'm doing a lot for this team I'm not getting paid enough and you know they go sit down for a little bit until 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 the the, the financial stuff is worked out but like, as far as like getting released, it's like, yo, we we really don't want to take the cap hit, but we got this guy coming in. Like, yo, we want to keep you, if, but we can't keep you at this amount of money. We can give you this amount of money. Oh, oh, you want to keep that money? All right, well, see you later. So, I mean, I don't know why people or wrestling fans treat it differently and talk about oh he he, they should honor the contract no they're honoring the contract by paying the guy the 90 days by paying the woman for the 90 days and then you know after the 90 days is up i mean if you're in a position to where you can go work for another company nine times out of ten you go work for another company the ones that don't want to wrestle or they feel that they not wanted or they did whatever they did to where other companies weren't interested or they weren't interested in other companies, then they go and do something else. It just is what it is. It's business at the end of the day. So, you know what I'm saying? Vince retired. So any complaints or anything like that about the WWE product, can't put it on Vince anymore going forward. Some people are saying, well, he still owns it. He still might have a say. Yeah, he still owns it. But I can almost guarantee you that there's going to be some type of bag 
that's going to be dropped on Vince McMahon to get him up out of there. I don't think somebody is going to come from out from the outside to buy to buy the company. Like with how this with 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 like how the sports teams typically happen, where another billionaire will come along and say, hey, I, I, yeah, this guy's in trouble. Let me let me go snatch this team real quick. This is this is my opportunity to go buy this team. Like it's not going to be a situation like that. So, I mean, Vince is gone. Like is like in if like personally for me, it, 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 uh, I'm glad it didn't come down to to what a lot of people w- were saying on, you know, a lot of a lot of. I, maybe I shouldn't say a lot, but I guess it feels like a lot because a lot of people will come out the woodworks after somebody says something and a lot of people will come out and back it. Even if even more people that may not be on social media probably don't feel that way and maybe they do, but obviously you don't see their opinion because they're not, they're not on, they're, they're not on social media, but it's like, like people take things to like extremes like it was like it's one thing to like yo Vince got they got to get Vince out of there they got to get Vince out of there it's a whole another thing to like wipe him from the earth <laughs> like we're talking about Daniel Snap and then some is what a lot of people was calling for so I mean like to take it to that extreme and a lot of people feeling that WWE wasn't gonna go with anybody else like a Stephanie. Until that day inevitably happened, but the fact that he got in he got in hot water, that he apparently from this action it appears like he's not gonna be able to get out of it, like it's not a steroid situation that he somehow he somehow got out of that and was able to get back to being you know, to, to run the company. And I mean, it's just, it's just one of them things, man. Like a lot of people are hopeful of what WWE can be with Stephanie or somebody else running the show. Stephanie, Triple H, Paul Heyman, Shane McMahon, like whoever you put in place in certain and within the company structure, wherever wherever you slot certain people at, you kind of you kind of hope that certain things that the fans wanted or the fans liked can come back, or you know certain talents can come back, or certain talents can come out of catering and 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 be a be more of an integral part of the show talent that disagreed with certain decisions and sat home and and, and are sitting home right now or you know doing other things to make their to make their income you hope that those bridges aren't burned and that things smooth get smooth you know smooth smooth things out and, and and they can get back to doing what they love to do which is entertain us like that's the whole thing. Like I've never really had too much of a problem with the WWE product. Obviously, there's certain people that I want to see get pushed, get pushed more, and there's some people that I want off my TV. And you know, I feel like right now, maybe not, maybe not as quick as Monday. Obviously, not as quick as this past Friday, 
Tuesday, whatever days that or Saturday at SummerSlam. Like, obviously, it's not something that's going to be like real quick overnight. All of a sudden, this person is the WWE champ. This person is the WWE women's champ. These are the tag champs. The women's tag titles somehow reappear. And, you know, like the IC title, US title, 24-7 title, hardcore title, cruiserweight title, like all the way down the line. So it's not like it's not like a situation where where this is all going to happen overnight. It's kind of like you're going to have to wait and see. Like, OK, uh, are we going to get another May Young Classic? Are we going to get another Cruiserweight Classic? Are we going to get another? Are we going to get Evolution 2? Um, and it's just like, are we going to see, uh, we're going to see WWE work with other companies, like, uh, as like, like in a, in a similar fashion that AEW was working with, you know, Impact, even though they dropped the, I still feel they dropped the ball on Impact or, you know, how they did the joint venture with New Japan for the Forbidden Door pay per view, which, I mean, WWE, with the amount of talent that they have under contract, they really don't necessarily have to do a show like that. But, you know, it'd be nice to see. Um, It just all depends. Like, shoot, WWE, AEW Impact, ROH, New Japan, like one big show. Like, I don't know how... I mean, the more the more companies involved, obviously, the tougher it get. Like AAA, or like 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 with a lot of, I don't know. It's just it would be cool to to at least get that, but I don't see it happening because it's still no matter how you look at it, it's still competition. So they're still f- fighting. Like like there's only like like trust me, there's only so much wrestling one person can watch. Like you can go like like the shows can come to to your town, like both AEW and and WWE were both in uh, Norfolk at at one point. I believe it was last November and I didn't go to either show. I was hyped to go to both shows because I believe it was right after full gear. It was it was the dynamite where and then they, they taped the rampage. But it was the dynamite where Adam Page um comes out as as the new uh AEW world champ. And then I wanna say I believe it was a SmackDown or I wanna say it was SmackDown, but it's possible that it was Raw that was out here. Like I know Raw is gonna be back out here again in November. I haven't seen anything about any AEW dates. But like there's only so much that you can do and 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 still be able to do other things. Like a lot of people, there's some people that that's all they do is wrestling. And it's like they know nothing else but wrestling. So maybe they can go Monday to Sunday and that's all they do and that's all they watch that's all they discuss so it's probably easier for somebody like that to give all the various different companies their their undivided attention their their you know their attention at the time slot that they're supposed to give them their attention 
Give them the money when they show up to the to when they're in town. Give them the money when when they uh when they have a pay per view. Subscribe to the to the streaming service when they have a ple. So it's still competition at the end of the day. Like no matter how you slice it, and then besides them having competition with each other, like it don't necessarily gotta be a war. Which I mean, some people perpetrate it as such. Still, like it, you know. I mean, it is what it is. That that some people take the competition to to that next level, and you know, quote unquote, we have another war on our hands. But life without Vince, creatively, and in the business side of WWE, is going to be something to watch. How do they reshape the image of WWE without Vince McMahon? Even with him still being, being, being the, the owner right now, which I feel that that, that's not, he's not long for being the owner. Like they'll liquidate though. They'll liquidate his stock so fast and, and pay him out whatever they got to pay him out to get, to get him completely out of there, especially if there's any type of legal, um, sentencing or decisions that come down like if this thing fully goes into court handcuffs get slapped on vents and all that other stuff happens if all of that goes down then best believe they're they're going to do something to where they take that they take that ownership power out of vince's hands whether or not that ownership power goes to Stephanie and, and Triple H and anybody else that has that I believe I think it was like tier tier A and tier B or tier one, tier two stocks. And like a lot of the McMahons, like that that whoever is in that inner circle of of um of the company, that the like the at the highest positions in the company and they have them tier two or tier B stocks that 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 are worth more money than than the um than the stock that 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 the general public like I can go on to a to a stock app right now a financial app and and I can buy WWE stock it's not going to be the same value as um what like of of the stock that Vince has so I mean it's just I mean we'll it'll be it'll be real interesting to see what happens as far as how they go forward without him. And I feel confident that with certain things cuz if at least from at least from a fan service um part of it when you look at certain things that were done in terms of May Young Classics and Cruiserweight Classics and Evolution 2 NXT UK and it, uh, excuse me, NXT, NXT UK, like with a lot of those type of things that 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 took place, two hundred five live. Uh, obviously, now NXT level up, and you see who was at who's the face, who's the face of it, the woman's evo- revolution, woman's evolution, like however they, you know, however they coined it, and you look at who was at the forefront. Or at least who was who was who was presented to us as the face. A lot of the time, Stephanie McMahon was presented as the face of a lot of that stuff. Triple H was presented as the face of a lot of that stuff. So 
him being head of talent relations, I misspoke um, in a tweet and and thought he was the head of creative. Uh, but I imagine that's going to be Stephanie's bag, and Stephanie's going to get the likes of Paul Heyman hopefully involved there, involved there on a, on a larger scale. Um, not sure, like as far as who's left from um, who's left from out of Vince's camp that 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 still has some type of powers within the company, like a like a Bruce Pritchard, a Kevin Dunn, which apparently there's rumors going around that there's a that one or both of them and any other people from Vince McMahon's regime are supposed to be headed out the door, whether they head out voluntarily or involuntarily. I don't know their, uh, their specific situations, but it'll definitely be interesting to see like when WWE tweets out or they post on their corporate page or they post on the, on the, on the, on the dot com as to like so-and-so is, the new such and such in this position or so-and-so has desi- decided to resign from this position or so-and-so decided to retire. So it'll be interesting to see over the course of time, like it's going to be a process. Like I imagine, I imagine it's going to take a while because you people have got different contracts. People have different clauses in their contracts. They might have different amounts that you got to pay them off that for the buyout or like they might have, certain things to where they can't go anywhere unless they do X, Y, Z is the only way that you can get them out of their position. So, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's, I mean, it's going to boil down to a lot of stuff to see how, how quickly things move. Like obviously one example, there was like the ongoing thing with the trash bags with the women. Like I, I didn't hear about any male talent you know, having their stuff put in trash bags. And my initial thought was, uh, was the, you know, the football players and the other sports where at the end of the season, you know, these guys, they bring trash bags with them and, you know, they pack up their lockers and they use trash bags to do it. The only difference is, is them putting the stuff inside the trash bag. So it's like, if I'm putting something inside a trash bag, I'm putting my clothes in the trash bag or my belongings in a trash bag. That's not trash. I'm just using the trash bag because I feel like, hey, I got 40 bags for X amount of dollars and it's cheaper than me going to get these bags or get it or getting these bins. So, you know, the women were offended when these bags showed up because it's not like they they didn't get the trash bag and put their stuff inside the trash bag. So I saw that part. Like initially I was like, yo, what's the problem? Like football players do it. But then, you know, it clicks like, oh, well, the football player themselves either went, you know, they showed up at their locker and, you know, did what they did with the trash bag and put the stuff inside the trash bag. It wasn't like somebody else went through their belongings and just, you know, tossed stuff inside a trash bag. So when all of that went online and went viral, they went and found the person that was either did it or the person that was in charge. Uh, I believe, what was that? That was like the Carino, Mark Carino or whoever it was. And they got him out of there real quick. Like they didn't waste any time. So obviously whatever was inside his, his clause or his contract, that allowed for them to get him up out of there real quick when that whole mess went down. So uh, like John Laurinaitis, like they got him up out of there uh, when the whole news first broke with Vince and everybody said, oh, yeah, he's going to be the fall guy. But apparently it seems like 
he can't even shield Vince McMahon from what Vince McMahon did. So it's, it's, it's just like, yo, we got to see what WWE does post Vince McMahon, after Vince McMahon. Like, I never thought the day would come. I thought he would, like, even to him retiring, I thought WrestleMania 50 would have been a, would have been a situation even before, uh, even before the allegations. And then I figured, at least from what I can tell, you know, he comes, he came out on SmackDown. He came back out, he came out on Raw. Everybody was like waiting to see if he was going to pull up to NXT, um, during, during, during that week. Um, but he didn't or whatever, but you know, you would think like, Hey, he's going to come out of this the same way he came out of the steroids, uh, the, the same way he got out from under the steroid scandal. And then, you know, he's going to make it to WrestleMania 50. And then he's going to say, you know what? WrestleMania 50 is a good milestone. I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here. WrestleMania 50 weekend, they throw him in, they throw him in the Hall of Fame. I mean, I don't know when he goes in, but I would imagine that even with all of this, I'm not like depending on how it shakes out, we'll still probably get Vince in the Hall of Fame probably sooner rather than later now that he's gone uh, from the company. Like if if whatever decision comes out isn't too detrimental as far as like any type of legal ramifications, if it's nothing where he's going to have to serve jail time or anything like that. I can see them putting Vince in the Hall of Fame for WrestleMania 40. I don't, I think it's probably going to be too fresh, um, to put him in for WrestleMania 39 in LA. But I figure by WrestleMania 50, by WrestleMania 50, Vince is in the Hall of Fame if, if this, um, situation isn't detrimental as far as whatever, um, decision comes down legally. And then, I mean, Obviously, you look at the people that's inside the Hall of Fame and a lot of people are saying, oh, this person needs to be taken out the Hall of Fame. Maybe WWE does go and 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 take some people out of out of, out of the Hall of Fame. Um, now that Vince isn't in charge and those ties probably aren't as strong as as they were to Vince, like with certain certain Hall of Famers or whatever. So. I mean, they're in there. I mean, there's no denying that they were that that there's no denying that they were in there. So, I mean, taking them out, that's a good gesture. But I feel like the not putting in similar people is probably the best that WWE can do. Like, for example, that one guy um, that uh, Jordan Grace got in trouble for talking, talking about (laughs) Um, like he will never be in the hall of fame. Like people are saying, yo, take that away, man. And you know, look at what he did in the ring and put him in the hall of fame. Like you still have that contingent. So it's just like, like I can still see Vince getting in, but only if certain, you know, only if the legal thing doesn't play out to a point where it's like, wow, put this guy under the jail. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those type of deals. But at the end of the day, man, it's, I, I, I probably said a whole lot of nothing talking in circles. As far as my opinion is, you know, I probably said the same thing a billion different ways. But let's, let's, let's get into it, man. Let's get into the weekend wrestling. Obviously, you know, probably going, you know, I like to mix things up. Um, 
my initial thing was I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to review from Monday Night Raw all the way to a pay-per-view from, from, uh, Saturday or, 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 or pay-per-view from Sunday all the way to if there's a pay-per-view on Saturday. And then, you know, listening back to myself, I mean, obviously I don't have anybody to bounce, bounce off of. I could make the, make this room and call in public and, 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 and bounce off people, you know, um, which I'm, I'm still kind of probably potentially going to do that at some point, maybe do like the public room. Like I, I tried it at first, but I feel like to do the podcast, I need to just have the private room just and, and just speak my thoughts. But, you know, in case I might want to, you know, switch it up and get spicy with it, you know, I'll probably do a public room or even go ahead and schedule it. Like I said, I was going to do it at one point. And then, you know, whoever comes in and, you know, we can have a nice little conversation, you know, we can give our wrestling opinions and, you know, real discussions, whether or not it gets uploaded to, to, to other podcasts, uh, avenues would depend on how I feel about the content. Uh, as long as nothing is too gratuitous or too, too, too profane, then I probably would keep it in and, and, you know, post it or whatever. But I feel like right now, the position that I'm at, I, I'd rather just, you know, keep the room private, speak my thoughts and, you know, go ahead and post. Uh, but yeah, man, let's, let's, let's talk about it, man. Death before dishonor, ring of honor, death before dishonor, R O H D B D 2022. Um, I wanted to do like a preview show, uh, yesterday along with, you know, the, the, along with the episode. Uh, but you know, Time got away from me, so I said, "Well, let me go ahead and watch it. Let me watch the, the, the let me watch the show. Let me let me see, you know, how I feel about it." And I feel like ROH can stand on its own right now, though, especially when you look at the card. Like, let's see. Um, as far as the main show. Which I still feel like you guys should watch Zero Hour. It was a nice little, you know, nothing, nothing shocking or anything like that on, on Zero Hour, which is, the, which is typically basically the first hour of, uh, an ROH pay-per-view. Uh, like if you followed ROH for as long as I have, which I, which, which hasn't been very long, uh, since the pandemic, I would say, uh, and I, I believe Final Battle 2020 was the first pay-per-view back because they came back with the pure tournament and then they started building as the pure tournament got further along, they started bringing back other at other elements of the show. Like they had EC3 come out, uh, make his uh, ROH debut. Uh, He ended up opposite, uh, I believe it was, that's when they did the whole thing with him and the Briscoes. Like the, the Briscoes came to his aid, kind of, sorta, when, um, he got approached by Shane Taylor and Shane Taylor's peoples, uh, Shane Taylor promotions. And then they brought back Matt Taven. They brought back Vincent to, to, to pick up where they left off at from when Taven ended up. I believe, I guess Vincent must have caused Taven the, um, Cost Taven the ROH title at one point, and Taven, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, broke his ankle. If I'm not mistaken, it ended up out of action for a while. So they started back integrating all of them and other aspects of the show. 
and then they started they bringing they started bringing the women back. They did a very great what they did, which I commend them on, and that and what I want, and that's how I would prefer AEW to do is how they used um, uh, Quinn McKay. I mean, now she's I, I believe her name is like Kelly Kincaid, and in, in, uh, I want to say she's the ring announcer for Level Up. I'm not sure if she's still training or not to wrestle, but I know she was training in the ROH dojo. She got presented an opportunity to be uh, a, a studio host and 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 um, backstage interviewer while she was still training and things of that nature, and it kind of just took off. So she would host the, the ROH week by week. They they would have a match on there. They would do other shows later on, like uh women women's uh women's Wednesdays and and have like a women's match on there and do like the little studio thing with, with Quinn. And it's just one of those things where I feel like maybe that could be something in lieu of the television deal, which if I'm a television exec, I tweeted this out. If I'm a television exec and I saw Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor last night, I'm trying to get this on, 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 on onto my onto my network. Whether or not um obviously uh Warner Media still has this thing against the Briscoes for you know Jay saying some a lot of you know Jay made his anti uh, and his anti, his, uh, homophobic or anti, you know, LGBT, like whatever he said, he, he apparently apologized for it. Um, not sure if that was like a recent apology for it, uh, or if it was something that he apologized, like not long after making the comments, but Warner Media, which, which, you know, TBS and TNT fall under that and, Whatever money they gave to AEW, they have they have power within within AEW. Besides Tony Khan being the owner, uh, Warner Media has power within the company to say, uh, "Hey Tony, we know we know we we know we let you bring Nick Gage on the show. We know uh, you know the guys that you already had that got in some hot water at different points. We know they're still on the show, like Sammy and Darby, and you know." You got the guys that could have stayed, but they didn't follow, you know, the they didn't follow like how right now, how 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 they gave they pretty much gave uh, Jeff Hardy an ultimatum of, you know, the whole rehab thing. And you're not going to be able to come back and get your job back until you complete it and things of that nature. That was a similar situation they had with Jimmy Havoc, um when the whole speaking out thing happened and he was. uh bringing up how you know his his substance abuse is what led to the, you know the 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 domestic abuse and things of that nature so if he can handle the substance abuse then that would eliminate the the domestic abuse aspect of you know his behavior so the ultimatum for him was go to rehab complete rehab and and we'll revisit your employment after that but apparently he did not finish rehab so AEW fired him and i know right now i mean, jeff hardy doesn't have that second part um 
that he doesn't have that second part uh of his thing where his issue is is just from what I can tell from what from the information that's out there, his is just a substance abuse problem. And obviously that substance abuse problem led to him getting behind the wheel of a car. And you can say fortunately nobody got hurt, like either Jeff or anyone else, but still in like the same with the with the with the, like when it happened with the Usos, it still shouldn't have been been behind the wheel. Like you could look at your own life and times where maybe you got behind the wheel or you got in the car with someone after leaving the club. They say that they're fine, that they, you know, and it's kind of like a judgment call. So I don't know what, like obviously from the descriptions of what they said about um how he was behaving, he probably shouldn't have been behind the wheel. And a lot, like the thing that kind of gets me though, is like when people say, well, you know, anytime you go out, it's like you drive to the club or you, you ride with someone to the club or to the bar or to an event that has alcoholic beverages. They have, you know, cut off at a certain time, like last call for alcohol. And then also the bartenders and things of that nature, they have their own discretion as to if, you know, to cut somebody off. And then obviously you also have, you know, the liquor store where you you go and you get whatever you're going to get. And then maybe you drink it at home and there's no there is nobody to cut you off. Like unless you come up inside, the, unless you walk up in the liquor store belligerent and then they, they refuse to sell to you. But if you're coherent, you know, they'll keep serving you because, you know, people have different tolerances. So the tolerance you can see. But then as far as like somebody can have a higher tolerance and and, 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 and be fine. But if they blow in their breathalyzer, you're going to see like, yo, your BAC is high as a mug. To whereas it might be somebody that's a quote unquote lightweight that might have whatever that minimum is of like I forgot the what what equals what equals what it's like a certain amount of beers equals a certain amount of hard liquor equals a certain amount of wine like this like those are like the three different types of you know alcoholic beverage that when you like if you're looking at the, like inside a DMV manual it'll give you like whatever like the exact the exact measurements of like this equals this equals this so like like i don't see it's like it's like i don't get when people say that oh he shouldn't have been behind the wheel because he was drinking but then they went out with their people whether or not they drove or not and they got in the car and drove after drinking at a bar or a club. Like when people get in trouble for drunk driving, which you pray and hope that there's nobody that nobody gets hurt. Um, when when the information comes out, when they say, "Oh, so and so got busted for you know DUI." And you kind of have to look at how they were physically or how they were mentally, like in terms of 
like when they when they were asking him questions about certain things and stuff like that. And I mean, you can only really go off what's reported and then be like, oh, well, yeah, he was drinking. He shouldn't have been behind the wheel. So I don't know the individual situations. I just know that not everybody that comes out of this club at two, three, four in the morning is going to go use public transportation. They're not going to get an Uber, get a Lyft, get a ride share. They're not going to get a cab or a taxi. They're going to go to their car or their people's car and they're going to go home or go wherever they wherever they intended on going after they after they leave this particular establishment. And obviously it's a judgment call. It's a call that you hope and you pray that this person makes the right decision to where if enough time hasn't passed, because obviously alcohol, it has to clear your system. And I'm, then you don't don't even want to throw in like any type of drug use um, into the mix. So it's just one of those things where it's just like, if you decide to drive after indulging yourself in adult beverages or any other potentially mind altering or uh, or physically like awareness like that that's gonna something that's gonna impair you if if you're gonna be if you're impaired then yeah you shouldn't be you know behind the wheel and stuff like that but it's just one of those things man like like with anything it's a judgment call you have to make the right decision and whether or not you apologize for it later whether or not somebody got hurt yeah, maybe you still shouldn't have did it. But a lot of people will condemn people and 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 they've done the same things. So I guess that's around that's my roundabout way of saying I don't understand how the Briscoes can't be on AEW television, but they can be on ROH television. Like I get like ROH gets advertised on well, I guess within the AEW program, and I guess that's their way. That's their way around it, and, and they're able to, um, and they're able to do it. But as long, I guess, as long as they're not on the show, everything is fine in terms of um, Warner Media. So, I would imagine that if I, I, I would imagine that's probably why Warner Media hasn't just gone ahead and said, "Hey, Tony, let us get let us get ROH onto, you know, let us get ROH onto our programming." Uh, so, uh, somebody else would have to get ROH, especially now with the announcement that the Briscoes are signed to a long-term deal with ROH. So we're going to be seeing the Briscoes, which I'll get into that when, when I, when we get to the main event, um, as to how I felt about, you know, that, that match and things of that nature. But, but yeah, like for real. I feel like um, I went back. I watched Countdown. You know, they built they 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 did a, they did a lot within Countdown to build up the five the five matches that that we were most mainly familiar with. Um, and then obviously they added some matches. Uh, one they announced for the for the zero hour, and then the other one they announced for the main card. Uh, 
which was uh, for Zero Hour, they announced Allison K versus Willow Nightingale, and then for the main card, they announced the the Battle of the Battle of Brothers, uh, which was uh, Roosh versus Dragon Lee. Which, if you're familiar with Mexico or like myself, if you're familiar with ROH uh, or pandemic during the pandemic uh, with LFI, you know Kenny King. Um, I forgot the the dad's name, but Roosh and uh, Dragon Lee. Oh, La Bestia. Uh, so them four, along with um, with Old Girl before before she kind of got uh, before she got taken out the picture. Um, LFI. Then you you were familiar with Roosh and uh, Dragon Lee, but not having television or not having a show like week by week on YouTube, like I guess you can like you can say the easy thing would be to give Rampage the ROH, which that's like the running joke, uh, or Keeks or whoever else I believe. I believe it was Keeks uh, that said ROH Rampage uh, back on her show when she was she covers you know AEW on her All Elite Keeks show. Uh, so she called it ROH Rampage, and you know I haven't looked at it differently since. Um, so I'm not sure if you can do that, like rebrand Rampage as ROH Rampage officially. Um, and then you also have you know the dark show. You have dark, and you have elevation. Uh, I don't even know why they call it dark elevation. Just I would just call it dark and elevation. Which I mean, pretty much they call it dark and elevation. But the actual title is dark elevation for the one show. That's the second show. Uh, I believe that's the Monday show, and then I think dark is the Tuesday show. Um, but yeah, like. I think ROH can can stand on its own. I mean, uh, it's it's just going to be interesting how how they how they how they differentiate the two because there's quite a few people that or majority of ROH as of now. I mean, I would have to look and see if the roster if they updated it, updated it again uh, to show you know who's like if somebody is ROH or if somebody's just AEW. Like looking at it, uh, looking at it, just going down from countdown. You had they did the Jonathan Gresham versus Claudio Castagnoli, which the build to that was, you know, Gresham apparently turns heel and uh, joins up with Tully Blanchard. Like, he, uh, which that's crazy because like the the heel turns in in, in uh, ROH just or or AEW slash ROH just seemed wild to me. Um, like lethal. Uh, lethal turning heel on uh, Lee Moriarty, either on Gresham or Moriarty, or, or however that went down. I believe, I believe it was it might have been Gresham because I think he came out and he wanted a title shot against Gresham, and uh, it's just like a whole thing. And you know, Joe got involved, and then now Gresham turned heel on Lee Moriarty. So it's like Lethal turned heel, then Gresham turned heel, and now it looks like Lee Moriarty might be turning heel. It's like who's gonna stay a face? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's like something that I thought was like kind of weird. It was like okay, and then I'll touch on the uh, pause, the, the Gresham turn as well uh, in a second, but like. So you have those two where 
Claudio is on the AEW roster. I believe apparently from what they're saying is if Daniel Bryan would have been able to wrestle at Forbidden Door and Blood and Guts, then we wouldn't have seen Claudio become all elite. He just, I mean, or he probably still would have, who knows, but he, he was, he, he, he was like slated to be ROH. Like that was supposed to be his destination. Uh, you got Mercedes Martinez and you got Serena Deeb. Both are all elite. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Joe and, and Jay, Samoa Joe and Jay Lethal, they're both on the AEW roster. So, so far, only one person, Jonathan Gresham, is not on the AEW roster. Like, if you go to the AEW roster page, him and Briscoe Brothers, because obviously you also had Willa Yuta and Daniel Garcia that are both, when you look, they're on the AEW roster page. I'm not sure if both of them got the All Elite graphic, like like the, the like the post on Twitter. Like, I believe Willa Yuta got his after Super Card, Super, Super Card of Honor. Him and Joe, that's when both of them got the All Elite stamp. I don't recall if Daniel Garcia did, but I just, when I went and looked on the roster page, like last week or the week before, uh, Daniel Garcia is on the roster page. And then you have FTR, and, who's obviously, you know, they're, they're all, they're, they're members of All Elite Wrestling. And then obviously, like as I discussed, the Briscoe brothers are not. Uh, but they do have the ROH deal. So we went into uh, Death Before Dishonor. And then we had Colt Cabana, which I'm not sure if he's still on the roster or not. I believe he's still on AEW's roster, uh, but he's no longer in the Dark Order from what I can tell. Like, I believe they had when they came out in Rochester and they was like, the six of us are here to stay. I believe that was Silver, Reynolds, Anna Jay, Evil Uno, in uh, uh, 10. And they said six of us, so maybe Colt Cabana was out there. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't remember. Um, oh, no. Duh, negative one. Negative one was the six. So, yeah, Colt Cabana was not out there. So he is no longer a member from unless, I mean, maybe, maybe it still says he is on the roster page. Who knows if he's still there. But apparently he is being moved over to ROH the same way Brian Cage got moved over to ROH. Uh, and I believe Brian Cage was still listed on the AEW roster. So it's like if they have an AEW contract, I feel like they're going to still honor that contract and leave them on the roster because I guess you never know when, if you might need them on AEW. But for right now, they're not needed on a in in AEW, so it's like, hey, you have this AEW contract. I have this company over here, ROH. Gonna go ahead and let you, you know, I'm, you're gonna still work for your money, but you're gonna help me build this ROH thing up. So, you know, he got the win over Anthony Henry, uh, the former. He was Asher Hell. Uh, during his before before getting released from NXT, and he's been on um, AEW Dark tag teaming with you know the the workhorsemen 
uh, tag teaming with JD Drake on AEW Dark. I believe neither one of them has an AEW deal, like an AEW deal proper, like an all elite deal. Um, so they've been wrestling on Dark and Dark Elevation and they wrestle on the main shows from, you know, from time to time. Uh, Trust Busters, Ari Davari, similar situation. Uh, Slim J. I believe he's a veteran that's been around that's that's been around. I'm not too familiar with him, but you know, they were talking him up. Um and you know, dude, you know, pretty athletic, pretty athletic. Uh they were able to pick up the win over the Shinobi Shadow Squad. That kind of confused me a little bit due to who I watched in ROH, which was Eli Isom and Cheeseburger slash world famous C B. So seeing Trustbusters, but knowing who Trustbusters adds on uh, Dark or Dark Elevation, whichever one, I think it's Dark, um, knowing the fact that, they, that they're adding Parker Brudeau, which I was surprised he didn't pull up or make a debut tonight or last night on uh, Death Before Dishonor. Um, so I'm not sure. Maybe they're trying to save him for AEW. They want to build him up in such a way to where they they present him onto you know dynamite or rampage. I'm not sure. If, I'm, I'm guessing that's the like because if if they were bringing in this group for ROH, then I would have imagined that you would want him to pull up and show up at this pay per view. So it was interesting that they didn't do it, even with them already knowing what they're what they're doing with him on on dark. Um, and then a guy by the name of Prince Nana, I, I'm not familiar with him, so, you know, I wouldn't know, but he apparently bought out Tully Blanchard from Tully Blanchard, uh, Enterprises or whatever it was that was called with, uh, Gates of Agony, obviously Khan from the tag team Soldiers of Savagery, Moses and Khan, uh, has a new tag partner, um, Still, for the life of me, can't remember his name. I believe is Lua, I believe, or Loa is 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 at least his last name. Um, I uh, judging by the name, I believe he's Samoan, and uh, him and Khan uh, debuted back at Supercon Super Supercard of Honor, and you know they're gonna do the whole the, the whole tag team thing. Uh, which that's the match that's the next out with Brian Cage, who I uh, previously mentioned, uh, along with Khan and Loa, uh, the collectively known as the the Embassy, and they got a win over Blake Christian, Tony Depp, and Alex Zane. So it was like the to, to me the pattern continued cuz it's like i remember tony deppin from roh and obviously he does things with gcw and uh then you got alex zane who's been around like new japan and uh roh uh and then uh blake christian as well who was also uh released from uh nxt same as uh alex zane and uh and anthony henry and in Ari, where Ari was released from uh, 205 Live. Uh, so, like, you're starting to see people pop up. And ROH is giving another, is giving, is giving, is giving everybody another platform. So, 
is like just a matter of what's going to be done with this platform because so far so good. I mean, you had, you had uh, four matches on, on the pre-show and it didn't feel like it was, it didn't feel, it didn't, the pay-per-view didn't feel like it overstayed its welcome. So, you know, salute to that. Like, like the fact that you can have four matches on the pre-show and then come back with another seven matches on the main show, six of them for titles, and it not feel like a long show. So that's a like that that was eleven matches. And I mean, obviously I, I I was I was in and out of it last night. So maybe me watching it this morning was a different um gave me a different outlook on it. Probably if I do this, maybe if I do the same thing, to, well, all out, yeah, well, no, because I could watch it that Monday, because uh, all out uh, is the, what the Sunday before Labor Day. So I guess maybe if I watch it on Labor Day, maybe I'll feel differently about the time, how long it was, uh, because watching it at night versus watching it in the AM, uh, so to speak. So I mean, maybe that's why I feel differently about the time. But yeah, Embassy picked up the win there. Uh, again, um, the guy, you know, Prince Nana, he brought out like Tully Blanchard. So it appears to me without, I mean, I would obviously have to go look at the roster page and look at the, uh, I believe, I believe there's like a manager section that Tully Blanchard was under and see if, and see if Tully is still listed because apparently from the looks of it, it looks like, it looks like, it looks like, it looks like that's it. For Tully in AEW and ROH, uh, obviously he was with uh, Sean Spears as well as uh, FTR, and then eventually the entirety of the Pinnacle. And then somehow Spears veered off and was hanging out with MJF, and then Tully was exclusive, pretty much with FTR, and then FTR let him go. And then we didn't see Tully anymore until he popped back up with Gates of Agony and with Brian Cage. But now with this Prince Nana running that, I would imagine that Tully Blanchard is 100% completely done with um, ROH and AEW. Uh, Willow Nightingale wins the last match of Zero Hour. She defeated Allison Kay. Um Allison K obviously is a, a a veteran, and uh, one of my thoughts was that Allison K would go over in this match, and then Willow, you know, obviously she's a huge fan favorite. Uh, she wouldn't be hurt by this in the least, and uh, they would be able to build her up to do something once they figure out what they want to do with her whether it be AEW proper or if, you know, she becomes a staple of the ROH women's division. So that's still up in the air. I haven't really seen any news as far as what the next move is for Willow. Uh, what I'll probably do is I'll probably go ahead and listen to the media scrum or watch the media scrum t- sometime today. And then maybe I'll discuss that on the uh on on the next episode of um on the next episode of word on wrestling uh because i just felt 
I felt once I watched the show that, you know, I can go ahead and, and go ahead and talk about the show. Um, and then if I have time, obviously, I would go back and, and get into some other things that went on this week. But I just felt, you know, I wanted to dedicate this episode itself to uh, Death Before Dishonor. Uh, then we get into the main show, which was a uh, very interesting um, happenings. Uh, you kind of already had the, the idea based off the build and based off the previous match that FTR versus Briscoe's would main event. Um, even though I'll say it, even like even though they didn't, I feel like they didn't need the two out of three fall stipulation. Like I think this should have been a situation where they wrestle the rematch, and then depending upon who won, you would go from there. In in as far as if you need a two out of three falls match, but besides that, you know that match won something else, which was the main event because apparently there was a coin toss to decide on which of the two matches, what match, I guess, would open the show and what match would close the show. So we had Jonathan Gresham in the first match of the pay-per-view portion, the, the paid part. We had him defending the, RO, the ROH Ring of Honor World Championship against Claudio Castagnoli. And uh, Claudio would eventually get the win. Obviously, like I said, Gresham, uh, Prince Nana was down at ringside with him. And, you know, William Regal was down there, but he was actually on commentary, uh, which he's known to do when the Blackpool Comedy Club is wrestling or fighting. Uh, he would come down and uh, join the booth. So... Yeah, we have a new ROH champion, a new ROH world champion by the name of Claudio Castagnoli, formerly known as Cesaro or Antonio Cesaro, if they never took his first name away from him. And yeah, man, it's you have to wonder what they're going to do with Jonathan Gresham, because obviously the pictures leaked of him at AEW Dark without the ROH world title. So a lot of people, you know, put two and two together and was figured like, oh, this is a taping for that's going to air after um, after Death Before Dishonor. So he can't have the belt. So I kind of understood that aspect of it, but they have to do a better, you know, if you're going to do something like that, you have to do a better job of, you know, keeping keeping a lid on things because once it was figured out that Gresham didn't have the belt that dark, you kind of already knew where this was going and that we would have a new Ring of Honor champion. Um, next up, we got Dalton Castle and the boys. Now, obviously, I was one of those people. Some people were calling for Dalton Castle to be on this card. I was not one of those people. Instead, I was saying, well, if he's going to be, 
like he hasn't been around basically like he wrestled i believe at battle of the battle for the Be- battle for the belts 2 uh battle of the belts 2 when he wrestled against Gresham so it's just like one of those things where it's like i didn't expect him to be on this card let alone get a title shot against the righteous and i get it the righteous you know they are you know, during their own separate things, like, I'm not sure exactly 100% what uh, Dutch is doing, but I know Vincent is an impact, and then um, Bateman is in New Japan. So, it's just a matter of what they do with these six-man titles now. Because now you got it, you got the you got the belts on Dalton Castle and the boys. You just had another six man on on Zero Hour. I'm pretty sure there's going to be groups within ROH as well as AEW that's going to want an opportunity to get the titles as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, one of the things that I said in regards to this match is I feel like the righteous defeating Shane Taylor promotions was a waste, given that Castle and the boys are now the tag team champions, the six man tag team champions. Now that now that these um, these these three individuals, Castle and uh, what was what Brandon Brandon I believe the boys, um. So yeah, we'll we'll see we'll, we'll see how that plays out if uh, any other ROH slash AEW talent uh wants to you know take a shot at getting those six man titles. Uh, we had Willer Yuta defeat Daniel Garcia. Uh, to retain the pure title. Uh, Another interesting thing is I was surprised or maybe not surprised because of the pure rules match um, later, later in the card uh, that Gresham didn't ask, you know, for the match to be fought under uh, the rules, under pure rules. So I remember when he won the belt, he declared that the belt would be defended under pure rules. And I believe he did, but it just was something that didn't last long. So, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like I said, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, Will Yuta, like I said, you know, he got the win. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club out here collecting gold. It is, it is what it is. And then we had... Roosh defeat Dragon Lee in what I would call the match of the night. Um, no shade to any other matches that took place, but I feel like Roosh and Megan. So, I mean, yeah, it's just one of those type of deals that I feel like that was the match of, of the night. Um, so if you're not familiar with Rouge and you're not familiar with Dragon Lee, you probably paid the match no attention, but it, but you should. And and I don't know, it's just 
obviously now Roosh is, uh, as they announced later on, he's going to be uh, facing off against the rumored, the the um, the rumored WWE guy, or however you you know however you slice it, like that was that was match of the night. So I don't know. I, I really don't know how else to uh to describe it but you have to wonder will will dragon lee join you know like i said ex wwe guy will he join andrade irush to perform to form lfi and um let's see then then we get to the you know we get to mercedes martinez and serena deep uh Mercedes picks up the win. Solid match for the ladies. Uh, definitely something that I feel like if these two ladies can get something out of the women in AEW, um, as well as get something out of Willow, then they've done their job. And to have treat everybody to this match as like the focus of a resume of of this pay-per-view um definitely you had the you know couple of you know veterans in this match as well as the next match like veteran versus veteran and you know i i appreciate you know how that all went down and and i want to see what happens in AEW now because AEW has the TBS championship and they have the world championship in the, the, in the pair rules. So do you leave uh, Mercedes as well as Serena in the ROH on the ROH side of things? Cause I would imagine that, you know, the Jay Cargills of the world is who, um the network executives want um speaking of which uh do want to say uh i hope that aqa hopefully her time away from wrestling will you know do something and bring back bring her back to the ring but obviously i understand like Without getting too deep into it, I, I did see the tweet, um, or like the the message that that she put out about you know walking away uh, for now at least. Um, but it feels like she retired. But you know, I I, w- I would hope that you know time allows for her to. Um, to be able to do this again because I mean not for nothing like her shooting stars and moves off the top rope like they just feel innovative and interesting to me so so I I don't know I really can't call it outside of that uh I just hope that everything is all is, is well with her because you know ROH I feel like that would be a perfect fit for her um, the suburban. I don't know. It's just one of those things. So, uh, we had Joe and Lethal, which is uh, you know one of the longer running feuds in ROH, 
And, you know, kudos to, to Lethal, as much as I'm not a fan of his, uh, he had to carry the build to this, you know, on his own. And, you know, well, oh, Willow. I was wondering, like, looking at, like, I was so confused, like, because, you know, you start thinking about Jeff Hardy's character uh, when you bring up Willow. And it's like, no, this is an actual an actual uh, woman. Um, yeah, there you go. Um, but, yeah, man, FTR defeated the Briscoes two falls to one. And me personally, I felt like they did not need to do the two out of three falls. Uh, it just had to be a situation where um uh give me a situation basically a situation where I felt like the Briscoes should have won the tag titles. And then and then you book the rematch if 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 that makes sense. Uh like so last night uh the Briscoes should have picked up the victory um, along with the cane, and then you would have had FTR would come out and talk about how it was their plan and things of that nature. So, you know, Briscoe's win, they get the belts, and then you set up two out of three falls. But they went with two out of three they went directly to two out of three falls. Uh, let's see. What else? What else? What else? Yeah, I mean, that that's pretty much it. I mean, overall, solid show. The in-ring was good. Uh, definitely feel like it would have been better with more of a build to a lot of these matches. Maybe not so much the, the zero-hour matches, even though Zero Hour did have some bangers on uh, previous ROH shows. And, you know, who knows, maybe, maybe you do do it like that, um, with the exception of it being a battle royal. Uh, but yeah, man, that, that's pretty much it. Um, obviously, Raw, they still, you know, Theory still has ops. Uh, recently, uh, AJ Styles got added to the mix. Uh, yeah, well... Yeah, that's pretty much going to do it for this week. I mean, like I said, you know, you had, you know, the Vince McMahon story. You had things going down on Raw. Uh, they're going to be building towards SummerSlam. They they still, I believe that's going to, that's this, what, the 30th? So next Saturday, this coming Saturday, uh, um, NXT, you know, you had Cora Jade, who uh, um, was, they, they was given the name from the public enemies from, uh, from, from Jizzle, aka, uh, what, yeah, that's me, uh, Alundra Jade. Uh, so that, <laughs> uh, with her throwing the, the women's tag title in the trash, definitely, uh, women's tag titles are currently down bad. Um, not sure what NXT is going to do with theirs. I know the main roster is supposed to have a tournament. When that tournament happens, I don't know. You'll know when I know. Uh, that's pretty much uh, how WWE is maneuvering with that because they said in the near future or, you know, somewhere. I forgot the exact uh, wording that they used, but it gave it, it should have gave you a, a hint 
that it wasn't something that was going to be taking place right away. Um, but yeah, uh, hopefully this Saturday I can do what I intended to do yesterday and that's do a preview for, uh, for money in the bank, uh, which would hopefully also be my episode for the week. Um, going through, uh, word on wrestling for that week. And then what I am hoping to do is I am hoping to go in, in, in video form and review SummerSlam and then, you know, see what I can do about, you know, taking her home or, you know, however, you know, we have to get that done. Uh, as far as um, as far as the show, uh, getting it on video, getting it uploaded, getting and getting the audio, you know, onto the necessary platforms. I'm still waiting to see if the show is on Spotify or Google. I did add those options uh, when I added the option for Apple. You know, it showed up on Apple, and so far it's still showing up on Apple, but. You know, the last episode when I checked it, 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 it was not on Spotify or on Google Podcasts. So we're going to go ahead and see if uh, the show shows up this week uh, so we can go ahead and take a look at that as well. And um, yeah, uh, I did want to get into, you know, like. Uh, Jericho having uh, uh, Governor Jesse the Body Ventura on his show. Uh, <laughs> he was talking about being infuriated with the guy that was running through the, you know, the the White House or the or the Oval Office or wherever it was that they were. Um, uh, that he ran in with the Confederate flag and he was making no making mention of well. You know, if he was there, he wonders if that person would still be alive, insinuating that he would have, you know, did harm to that person, the person that brought the uh, Confederate flag into the Capitol. And, you know, obviously everybody knows, you know, Jericho's ties to that situation with apparently his wife um, being out there, um, being out there at the Capitol that day. So, you know, it kind of was like, uh, Ventura, you know, the body, Jesse the Body Ventura was going off, Governor Jesse the Body Ventura. And, you know, he was going off about the situation. And then, you know, I think he said something like, like, you agree, Chris? And then uh, Chris Jericho's like, yeah, or whatever, something like that. And then next thing you know, you hear the ad break for his podcast. So... That was like another interesting, you know, little tidbit. And, you know, yeah, so I'm not going to drag this out any further, man. I hope you guys understood me um, as far as what I had to say about Vince this week. I hope you guys understood what I had to say about ROH this week. And, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully they get that TV deal, man, because I feel like the product last night is TV worthy. And, you know, they're going to need their own programming for people to know who, who, who these guys and who these guys and girls are. Uh, they'll definitely I feel like they'll they'll need the uh, the cardio and the programming. So I don't know. It should be a fun time uh, to see um, 
what happens in terms of, you know, if they get a deal or not. But, uh, yeah, so Jerome says word. I've rambled on long enough for you guys this week. And uh, word out. I'm not retired. See you guys Saturday.